Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host. On this podcast, you are going to meet people that walk their own path, live life on their own terms, let go of other people's rules and expectations and the shoulds in life, and instead live life in their own truth, integrity, and authenticity. This podcast will give you the inspiration you need to live your own radically audacious life. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tiffany's Titillating Talks. I am here with you today to talk to you about some things that have been on my mind lately. So if you've been following me on Instagram or Facebook, you know that the anxiety monster attacked me pretty bad last week. And I remember waking up, I think it was Saturday morning, after probably two or three nights of insomnia and turning to my partner, David, and saying, you know what? I I think this is anxiety. Like, I really think the anxiety monster has hit me and I really need help. I need to take the day and really work on this. He was wonderful. He moved heaven and earth to do what he could on his end to help with what he could do for um, the anxiety. And then I really also moved heaven and earth to help myself with the anxiety. So I wanted to talk today about what do you do when the anxiety monster hits? I want to talk about some of my um, tips and tricks and strategies that work really well for me. I'm going to talk a little bit about a few of the things that trigger me getting into anxiety. And I really want this to be a conversation with you. I want you to reach out to me and let me know what works for you? How do you work through your anxiety? I think as a community, we can just help each other through this. All right. So a little bit of background for um, my trigger for this particular anxiety monster episode. Uh, I have what I call hamster wheel brain. I am ADHD. You know, I am one of those people whose brain is constantly moving in 20 different directions. And it's pretty funny because oftentimes I'll have people saying, oh my God, Tiffany, how do you do all of this stuff? And I'm like, well, I mean, how do I not? You just do it. It's, I don't know. My brain is just constantly busy and jumping and doing. Uh, it's just the way I work. And I'm, I'm usually fine with it. I, I really enjoy being busy and active and engaged and constantly learning new things and doing new things. It's a very happy place for me. But sometimes that hamster wheel brain kind of goes out of control and it might take me a couple of days, maybe a week for me to realize that it's happening. So for me, I am, there's some big things going on in my life. One of the big things is obviously I just went through a hysterectomy and all of the stuff that goes with that. With any surgery that you have, there is a certain amount of trauma 
that your body goes through and your brain goes through. You know, you're you're put under and people are working on your body, you know, <laughs> cutting it open and taking things out of you and 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 working on you while you are um, quote unquote unconscious. But I think your body is always aware. And so there's I think there's kind of a psychological piece of surgery that no matter what surgery you have, you always have to work through that inherent trauma that comes with surgery. And then I think when there is a surgery where a piece of you is taken out, you know, for a woman, her uterus being taken out, I know for me, my uterus being taken out, um, you know, there's just something symbolic in that. And so there is that emotional piece to work through as well. Now, for me, I'm 48. Um, I was have absolutely no plans of having any more children. In fact, I, about five years ago, had had my tubes removed because um, of a cancer scare. And so I removed my tubes to, you know, help lower any chances of cancer. So I, even five years ago, uh, the shop was closed. I wasn't going to be having any more children. So even, <laughs> even with that in mind and that, you know, my, my uterus didn't necessarily have a childbearing purpose anymore, that being taken out, the uterus being taken out through hysterectomy, and I think the scare of it all, because I did have abnormal cells, there was a cancer scare, you know, there was all this pathology that needed to be happening that needed to happen. So I think with all of that, you know, there is there are fears that come up. There's emotions that come up. It's very natural. So that's kind of part one of this anxiety spiral I went through. I did deal with all of that. I did handle all of that. I felt like I was doing really, really good. But I do think that a little bit of that um, affected this. A lot of it is I'm usually a very physically active person, and when you're recovering from surgery, especially hysterectomy, you know, you can't have any core exercise, you can't do any pelvic floor strain, and so my natural activeness uh, had to be taken down quite a bit, and I know when I'm not physically active, a lot of times it affects some of my mental health. Physical activity is super important for my mental health. So I think that affected it a little bit. I had some complications with my healing that pushed back healing um, quite a bit. And so, you know, whenever you're dealing with those things, there, there's just emotional pieces that that you're working through. Um, and I felt like I was working through them well. Combine that with uh, I am making a big career change. I have spent 20 years in public education, and I have decided that it's no longer the place for me. It's no longer the career for me. And so I am not signing a new contract. And this is a big, huge deal. You know, with a 20 year career in public education, it's what I call a bookend career. You know, you you know uh, how much you're getting paid. You get ten paychecks a year, and they're never quite big enough. But at least you know what they are and when they're coming. They're guaranteed to come. You know um, when your workday starts, when your workday ends. You know when your vacations are going to be. You know what your retirement is going to be. You can pretty much calculate almost to the penny what you're going to be getting in your retirement account. 
Um, so it's a very bookend job, right? It's it's very guaranteed. But with that, for me, uh, it came a lot of heightened anxiety in the sense that there was so much I was not in control of. There was so much I did not have a say in. There's so much fixed that there wasn't much that I could affect. It didn't matter how hard I worked. It didn't matter how many extra hours I put in. I really couldn't move the needle on my paycheck. And um, there's so much that I want to do in life. There are so, I'm constantly having ideas and excited about things. And it just wasn't the environment where my ideas and excitement um, were really had a, a funnel, really had a place to be. And so I've decided that I'm going to put myself full time in this business I have created with coaching people and helping people create podcasts. I do two different kinds of coaching because yes, I'm ADHD and why do just one? So I have my heck yes coaching, which is really for women in their second act, kind of like me that are saying, oh my goodness, I wanna live this joyful life. I wanna be open to opportunity. So I'm diving headfirst into that. And then my partner, David and I have a business, Casa Media Productions, where we help people with their podcast. We help them launch their podcast, and then we do this concierge service where we do everything for their podcast. So we have this business. So long story short, I am shifting from my bookend, quote unquote, secure job to this world of entrepreneurialism where, you know, the sky is the limit on how I can put my ideas into action with the impact I can have on the world, with the money that I can bring in. But there's a lot of risk involved. And so I think with that, you know, it gets the the hamster wheel brain and the anxiety juices going just a little bit. You know, there's that scared, sighted feeling, as my friend Katrina McGee likes to say, where you are so flippant excited, you know you're doing the right thing, but you're absolutely utterly terrified <laughs> to the core of your bones because it's just so different. So that's part two of where I think my anxiety was coming from. And then part three is I'm in a big launch for my podcasting program and I'm so excited about it. But whenever you launch, whenever you create a new program and we did create a new piece of the program, uh, there's a lot of pieces and parts. There's the emails, there's the Facebook engagement and the Instagram engagement and the DMing people and creating landing pages and, you know, just all of the things, creating the course, creating the, the workshop. There's all the things that go with it um, that also, you know, create a little bit of that heightened scared sightedness, you know, where it's exciting and and it's wonderful to be doing all of those things, but there is that heightened kind of anxiety piece. There's that heightened, oh my goodness, all of these things, I need to get it all done and how am I going to do it all? And so I think it became kind of the perfect storm for my anxiety monster to um, come out of out of her cage and start attacking me. <laughs> it's kind of the way I like to explain it. And step number one for me was realizing that it happened. So for me, healing uh, from anxiety, for me, getting better 
when I am in an anxiety spiral is I have to be aware that it is happening. Awareness to me is key. It is the biggest step. It is the most important step. And sometimes it's the hardest step. And so when I woke up Saturday morning and said, oh, David, I my hamster wheel is going crazy. I, I think I'm in an anxiety spiral. That was step number one. That was awareness. Step number two then is, all right, I need to do the things that I know help. One of the things that I know really, really helps in an anxiety spiral is listening to something that elevates me. And so I went on my Audible and I'm like, okay, I need to find somebody to listen to that will elevate me and will kind of both elevate and ground me, like make me feel make me realize everything is going to be okay. So what I did was I found um, an Abraham book, Abraham Hicks book. Uh, If you're familiar with Esther and Jerry Hicks, they, um, I guess Abraham is, it's almost like a channel. It's almost a spirit guide. And so I I listened to some of the Abraham Hicks and it was the perfect woo-woo-ness to kind of get me to say, okay, there's so much that's bigger than me. Uh, when I'm in an anxiety spiral, I'm just way too focused on me, right? And my feelings and my emotions rather than being focused on, you know, what's my place in the world and, you know, seeing the bigger picture. And so the Abraham Hicks is just so beautiful. You know, it's all about vibration and energy and putting yourself in alignment and realizing that there's so much positivity and abundance and goodness in the world and to really call that in and bring that in. And so put my earbuds in and I just listened for hours. I took a walk and listened. Uh, I took some time and went and got my nails done, which I haven't done since before my surgery. So it's been about two months since I got my nails done. And just that act of sitting there, being taken care of, being cared for. I had my earbuds in, so I was listening to Abraham Hicks while I was being cared for. Oh my goodness, it was just such a beautiful way to calm the hamster wheel brain. And then I went for a walk. I am very fortunate. I live in Southern California. I live on an absolutely beautiful lake. And so I went for a walk around the lake. The sun was shining. The birds were singing. It looked like diamonds were on the water. It was so beautiful. And so I just allowed myself to be in the moment. And it's almost like... If you can visualize just taking a big, giant, calming, cleansing breath and looking out on the water and saying, all is right in the world. Everything is going to be okay. And here's the thing, my friends. I was, uh, Saturday was, let's see, three, four days away from when I was going to be launching my course and teaching my workshop. And so I had a huge to-do list for Saturday. I had so much I needed to be done. Plus the next day was Easter. And so there's a lot to do to, you know, to get Easter ready for the kids. And instead of checking a single thing off my to-do list, I took the day off. Here's my giant looming to-do list. I put it away. I told my business partner and also my dear, dear friend, Bree, who is my social media manager, and I like to call her my business manager as well. She is sharp as a tack and helps me so much. 
I let her know. I said, you know what? I, I'm taking the afternoon off. I'm, I'm not going to answer any messages. I'm, I need to unwind. I'm, I'm in a, a place where I need to nip this in the bud now before it gets bad. And everybody was so respectful. You know, I created that boundary. I created that place of safety, that place of saying, right now I need to focus on me. And I did that. And it was really, really lovely and cleansing. And I came home feeling so energized and refreshed. And here's the funny thing, my friends. Monday, I hit the ground running. Yes, I still had a big giant to-do list and, you know, even bigger because I didn't really do any work over the weekend. But I was okay. I went into it with joy and excitement and renewed energy because when I'm in an anxiety spiral, I get kind of in that frozen state. Raise your hand if you have ever experienced the frozen state. That is when it seems like there is so much that needs to get done. You don't know where to start. You don't know what to do. And so watching 20 minutes of stupid reels <laughs> is better than doing anything on your to-do list because you just feel so stuck and frozen. And that's kind of, you know, Thursday, Friday, where I had found myself is I kept, I was very distracted. I really couldn't focus. And I kept getting distracted by really silly, unimportant things um, that were then making me more anxious because I'm like, oh my God, I just wasted 20 minutes watching people dance and point in reels and it means nothing to me. And I just wasted this 20 minutes and so then I would spiral more. So when I'm in an anxiety spiral, I really can't get any work done. It's, it's really hard to get work done. Fast forward to Monday when I have done so much of the healing work and the inner work and really focused on being present and focused on the abundance and focused on all of the things that are going right and trusting that I have a really wonderful team of people around me that are going to help with this launch, trusting my intuition, trusting my gut. When I was in that place of trust, wow, I could knock it out of the park, all of my to-do list and get things done. I'm not going to lie. These have been very long work days, um, but very happy work days, right? It's just rocking and rolling with problem solving and troubleshooting and getting things done. And, and my energy is in such a happy, joyful, light place. And it feels so much better. So what takeaway do I have for you from this whole anxiety monster business? I think that number one, stepping back, taking the time to be reflective and to say, oh my goodness, I am in a mental and emotional place right now where I don't want to be. This is not healthy for me. I am not in a good place. Number two, letting the people that love you most know that that's where you're at and letting them know what you need. So for David, I let him know what I needed from him and that that beautiful man moved heaven and earth to do those things that I needed from him. I let my beautiful friend Bree and business partner know that I just couldn't talk business for the weekend and I love her and appreciate her and I will be on fire on Monday. And she was so respectful of that boundary. So letting people know what you need. Number three, 
surrounding yourself with messages that will remind you of the abundance. And so for me, that was listening to Abraham Hicks in my earbud, in my ears, while I was walking, while I was getting my nails done, while I was driving, just making sure that I was fully immersed in these ideas of abundance and goodness and joy and kind of reframing my brain, right? Like re redoing the circuitry. So that was number three, surrounding myself with these uplifting and empowering messages of abundance Number four was that self-care. You know, it was the going for a walk. It was the getting my nails done. It was the shutting off the devices. Uh, It was the being very, very, very present in the moment and listening to the birds singing and the sun shining off the water, putting myself in a beautiful place and in a beautiful moment and allowing myself to be there. And number five, you know, was was disconnecting from the things that were causing stress and, and just saying, okay, dear darling to-do list, I'm going to look at you on Monday. But for these two days, Sunday is family day and I'm going to be fully immersed in my family. And Saturday is Tiffany day and I'm going to be fully immersed in taking care of myself. And it, it helped so very much. For some of us, we also need some sort of medical help, right? Um, I have in the past uh, had medication to help with my anxiety. Um, I, I, it was back in the time when I was married and in a talk, you know, the toxic marriage, and there was just too, too much difficulty for me to be able to do the inner work I needed to do to get myself out of the anxiety. And so I did have medical help. I had a therapist, I had medication. I do find now that I am in a place where I can usually handle it without medication. And, um, but, but I by no means, uh, am somebody who would say you don't need medication to deal with anxiety. I I do believe that that there is definitely a time and place for medication and um, mental health practitioners to help you through. And so find those people, find those resources, and get the help you need because the anxiety monster, you know, can be brutal, can be mean. So um, doing everything you can to calm that anxiety monster down. Put it back in its cave to say, all right, head over there. Goodbye. We'll see you later. And loving yourself through it all, knowing that all parts of you are beautiful and that when anxiety comes up, it's simply telling you that something is out of alignment. Your energy is out of alignment and you just need to do the work and really focus on yourself to get that energy back into alignment and raise yourself back up. And so anxiety actually is a little bit of a gift. It's a way of saying, hey, you're about to crash, so let's not crash. You know, it's kind of in the car with the fancy new cars that will, you know, ding at you if you're starting to drift across the line. To me, that's what anxiety is. Anxiety is that ding, 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 ding. You're getting close. You're about to cross the line. You're getting in dangerous territory. Let's um, do what we need to do to self-correct. And so To me, anxiety is a little bit of a gift. It's a really nice indication that things are out of alignment and I need to to change course and really focus more on abundance and beauty and all of the things going right in the world. I hope this has been helpful to you. Like I said, I really want to hear from you. I want to hear how you 
handle anxiety? How do you put your anxiety monster back in its cave? What things have worked for you? And if anything that I've said helps you, please let me know. I I just love having these conversations with you. So you can find me on Instagram at Tiffany Kane. You can find me on Facebook at Tiffany Kane. So come reach out, find me, message me. And if you want more coaching, if you'd like more one small group, one-on-one coaching, I do have a membership group that I will be launching next week. And I'm very excited to have you join that membership group. I'm also going to be launching a six-month mastermind where it'll be really great intensive work where we work together to live this heck yes life. So I would love to have you join me for that as well. Thank you, everyone. I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. Be present in the moment and allow that joy into your life.